You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We're still a couple weeks away from the silly season, but it has already begun for Aaron Rodgers as uh, he has been right at the tip of everyone's tongue who does this kind of stuff for a living in sports media for the past uh, couple of weeks, but certainly the last few days in particular. It's all about the future of Aaron Rodgers. He sent a, a very lengthy social media post the other day uh, all about gratitude, and that has been dissected. This is kind of like a frog in a, uh, a junior high school science class here. We've all got our tray of pins, scalpels, and scissors and all that, and we are dissecting the post, and, and so everyone's trying to – everyone had a different take on it. And uh, we actually – we have a uh, – I think we have a clip. Rogers talked about this, right? He commented on this on the, uh, on the Pat McAfee show – uh, that he popped up on there, and he tried to set the record straight. Here's how that sounded. Unless you've gone through certain experiences um, and had, you know, uh, frustration and, and, and been near the bottom and then get near the top and understand the, uh, the beauty in life, and uh, I think that's, then you might say things about that. That's a cryptic message. I mean, there's nothing cryptic about gratitude. You know, I just came out of a 12-day cleanse where you're eating a specific diet and you're going through these treatments every day and you're not really doing anything else you got to kind of turn everything else off and and so you know you're not working out you're not straining or anything it's kind of a recentering um and and it not only heals you physically but i think it takes away mental stress and and then the spiritual part i think it allows you to kind of enjoy the meditations a little bit more so when i come out my first thought is just intense gratitude for the people in my life. And that's not every person in my life that I mentioned, and, and there's other people to, to highlight in the credit, but that was just where I was at. I was going through some old pictures from the last year and felt an intense amount of gratitude uh, for the life that I have and for the lessons that I've learned and the growth that's happened over the last year and the people who've been a part of that. All right, so that was Rogers on the, the Mac of the show. You ever done a cleanse, Rob? I'm not a cleanse guy. I've never done a 12 day No, cleanse. I, I've, I, I've cleansed with um, some sweet rolls and uh, hot tea. That's about, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's about I've, it. I've, my diet consists of, I have the diet of like an eight-year-old. It's chicken fingers, cheesesteak, <laughs> uh, anything deep fried. That's my cleanse. I've never, never. So, so Rogers, listen, he's saying he's like going down hippie highway, right? That's what he's pretty much been doing here, kind of hanging out. That's his... Is Michigas, as my grandfather would say here. That's what he's up to here. Uh, and as the, the money quote, Rob, was there's nothing cryptic about the gratitude. So I have a hypothesis, because everyone has their own theory. So my theory is that there is a deeper meaning to this, and it's like killing two birds with one stone, that Aaron Rodgers is an attention whore, and this is payback. My is, goodness, really whore? Yes. Attention whore? Yes, yes. I mean, Ben, can he be different? I mean, this is the typical, uh, because he's living a different life than Ben Maller, he's a bad guy. What did he do that was so bad last night? No, he's not a bad yesterday. guy. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying this was, this was a, there was ulterior motives. That were what, but by posting in on Instagram? Yes, what, what, yes. Really, everybody do, does it every day. It's the new world, Ben. It's nah, life. Nah, nah, nah. This they, is what they, people that was do. Let me, let me explain. Let me make my pitch, Rob. Let me make my pitch. A, I believe this was calculated for media consumption mainly. 
And, and this is for the media that took pot shots at him because of the vaccination status back in the day when he said he was immunized and, and, and that was weaponized. And so this is a chance to uh, poke back, right? Everyone runs with this and people were, people were running saying he was going to announce his retirement. There was going to be a big announcement. He was announcing he was leaving the Packers. I believe that Rodgers is treating the NFL media like Play-Doh. And he's very savvy. I, I do believe he's savvy. He knows how this works. He knows we're 24-7, 365 days a year. That's how this business works. And anything he says or does uh, can and will be used to fill airtime on uh, radio shows and fledgling websites and whatnot. And so it's, it's kind of like I, I always say this on the, on the overnight show, Rob. I don't know if we can say it during the day. But if Aaron Rodgers were to pick his nose, we would debate if there was some kind of meaning, whether which nostril he picked – does that mean he's going to the Broncos, the Titans, or the Steelers? Well, now, you disagree I, with that, Rob. I, yes, I do disagree. I, I think we have become – what have we become? The guy said he will make a decision about his future before free agency and the draft. Okay, that's next month, the 16th, or whatever it is. So he, so he hasn't broke, broken ranks with what he said. Now, if he goes past that and, hasn't, and made a decision, then I'd say, okay, he's not being straight up with us. He told us one thing, and now and, – and it's a big decision. The guy's played his entire career in Green Bay. My point is, what he did uh, it was nothing. That's what people do every day. They post pictures. They get engaged. They have a cheesesteak like Ben does with uh, extra cheese and yeah. extra onions. And they, and they take a picture of it. Or, or I get a new pair of Jordans and I'm hanging out and I take a picture of it. That's what Instagram is. Nah, it would be shocking was, if we didn't deeper. put any pictures up on Instagram. Nah, this was deeper than that, though. And, and Rogers is aware. He, he knows all that's going on with, with him and his story and everyone's uh, who loves football and is curious what's going to happen. Is where Everyone's on their edge of their seat here trying to figure out where he's going to go. And so he's, he's playing around. He did similar things last year when there was talk of his future in Green Bay, whether he was going to stay with the Packers or not, and there was that – that conversation, he was unhappy, and that, that drove the conversation last offseason. And there were certain things that he did last year that were uh, done for media consumption. Now, I, I think it's just gotten worse now because of everything that happened where he was dragged through the swamp and the mud and the muck and all that during the, the last NFL season. This is an opportunity for Aaron to, yeah, you, you, gratitude's fine and great and all that stuff. I'm not against, I'm not anti-gratitude, believe it or not, but... I believe that's this not is what the waiters say. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what are you talking? I, I go. I have an app, Rob. I'm an app guy. I go okay. on my app to tip properly. Okay, I just want to make sure. Okay, now not, here's the you question. don't want to overtip, Ben. You never yeah. overtip, okay? Because because then you set up a bad precedent and people start expecting uh, to be tipped what they're you know what they're not entitled to. So you just tip appropriately when somebody's good and they do well, a good job. I got a theory on this. So I'm in a better situation than you. You're, you're famous. You're, you've been I'm on not, television. I'm infamous. People, I'm, not, I'm infamous. Well, people know famous. who you are, right? People know who Rob Park is. Nobody knows who I am. I'm on in the middle of the night. Nobody knows who I am. I'm nobody. All right? I'm a pimple on an elephant's tuchus. So <laughs> I go out to eat. Nobody knows who I am. I can, you know, I, if I tip, I'm a terrible oh, tipper. I'm, they I'm hear to your be voice a, and they go, wait a minute. Nah, nah. I've, I've gone to bed with you. And then your wife will look and go, what? 
Oh, <laughs> it's always dudes. Huh? But but I always here's the thing though. I always I try to be a good tipper because my mom gave me a lecture when I was a kid about you know being a good tipper and helping people. Out. So I but I don't want to as you said I don't want to tip too much. I don't want to do that. The other thing which has been a problem the last couple of years, Rob, is these takeout orders of food. I feel why why tip on a takeout order. You, you know, don't have to tip on a takeout because then they're, they're not doing anything you. but handing you the bag. I, I, I'm with you. I see. I agree with that's my. I, I we're on the same page. But I have been told by people that that is rude. That is it pe- really that they hand yeah. you the bag? You you drove to the restaurant. You picked it up. Yeah. You know I've never used Uber Eats or whatever. I don't even know what else the other services are. You know I've never done that. You know why? Because the I, I I can't come to grips with tacking on another eight dollars to the meal i just can't do it like i see people get mcdonald's delivered to their house like how no i agree with you like i am you know when it comes to that kind of stuff no i what's the point it's like to me it's like valet parking I don't understand. I've dr- I've made all the effort to drive to your establishment. Now I got to pay you know, eight bucks to valet. But I'll park myself. I don't need someone else to park my car. That's only people that who want to show off their car. I mean, let's just be honest. Well, I that's have nothing valet. to show off. Okay, I, that's, I, that's what no, valet parking is. Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. Because you go to those, especially here, you know, in L.A., Rob. There's uh, you know the, the Lamborghinis. Yes, the swanky. Front. They yeah. want them out front. Let people see what the, what fancy cars people have for real. Because I'm with you. I have a nice car, but I'll park three blocks away and walk. Yeah, I no, no. And, and I used to, when I was, did, did daytime radio years ago, and we'd go to these remote broadcasts, and I was notorious, where I would show up. I'd have to show up like an hour earlier to find parking, and I would. I, I would show up because you know, it took a while to find, you know, navigate the parking lots and whatnot in different locations. But I, yeah, the valet thing, uh, not my... Not my jam, but uh, it is all about Aaron Rodgers. And we do take calls, right? I know Dan Patrick's a big Dan Patrick show. Yes. We're both call guys. We're old school radio guys. We love calls. Yes. Uh, you know, I think whenever you get the uh, listeners involved, we want to hear from you. I'll throw out the number, 877-99 on Fox, uh, just so that you guys can get ready. Definitely. We want to hear what you have to say. Uh, I'm, I'm just like, I think the Aaron Rodgers story, This is I blame... Uh, I blame the media trying to cover the NFL because, Ben, as you know, the season's only four or five months long, so you got to manufacture news to try to cover the rest of the year. So anything that happens, oh, Kyler Murray wiped his Instagram or Twitter clean. There's no uh, Cardinals uh, stuff on there anymore. That, there's a big story. Well, Kyler Murray, he's mad. No, no, that, uh, is, that he, is a big story. Wait a minute. I disagree no, with you. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that we can't talk about it, but it <laughs> yeah. ain't a big story because he's still under contract and he ain't going nowhere. No. So, well, uh, is that true or not? You, see, that one, on that one, that shows you anger that is an act in in the as you talked about we you said people post things all the time on on instagram and all that stuff i'm pretty much more of a lurker i post stuff for work on there but i don't post a lot of other person you know generally i try to try to avoid too much of that stuff but the the kyler murray story that's something that is a in the modern technical world we live in with social media that is the that is like an act of war when you delete all of the team logos from your social media, that is, hey, uh, we're at loggerheads. So we're done. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers, he didn't delete anything. He just posted pictures of friends. 
I just don't think that if he really wanted to uh, send you a message that he's leaving Green Bay, that he would have to go. He even mentioned his his uh, fiance, who they broke off the engagement, but I guess they're still together. Is that the story? I'm trying to figure I'm out. Tr- yeah, I don't. I can't. I read the tabloids. The tabloids. You know, I believe the tabloids, Rob, and they the tabloids told me. That they were done, so I went with that. I, I mean, if, if uh, TMZ well, supposedly and they're done, right? Yeah. But they're yeah. done as far as the engagement, so they're not engaged to be married. But apparently, they're still going to kick it. They're still going to be cool with each other, at least for now. Maybe they'll just taper off. Who knows? But yeah. I just think that people, you know, who cover the NFL, and I get it, we got to feed this monster 24 hours, uh, seven days a week. I, I get it, Ben. You know, like the, you need something to, to, to get people juiced up because it's the off season, And after free agency, you know, what are you going to keep writing? So, and, and yes, he is a story. I'm not poo-pooing what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. The guy just won his second MVP in a row. So people want to know, is he leaving Green Bay? Is he going to Denver? Is he going to Pittsburgh? Or is he going to retire? You know, which one is it? Because I think it's either Green Bay, he stays, or he retires. I don't see him going to another team. Oh, I think he's absolutely in play to go to another team. He saw what Tom Brady had in Tampa, and he's like, yeah, I got a good thing in Green Bay. But Yeah, I don't see that anywhere else. Yeah, I I could see him with the Broncos or the Titans, somewhere like that. Those teams both need quarterbacks. He should try to get his way to Pittsburgh and play for the Steelers with Tomlin and that defense. That's where he should try to go if he is going to leave Green Bay. But I don't think he's locked to playing in Green Bay uh, at, at all. I could totally see him taking off for the final couple of years of his career and playing somewhere else and saying, hey, you going to miss me now, Green Bay? You want gratitude? Give me some gratitude. Just like that. Stick it to him, right? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Because there is a rule, and the rule is you can't go more than, I think it's an hour and a half without mentioning LeBron's name. LeBron James. Oh, we're going to end I'm up with, in I'm radio with you. jail. Like Brady retired, and then at some point LeBron will retire, and then maybe we can get back to some normalcy. Yeah, there's an alert, actually, that we, we get buzzed if we don't mention LeBron's name after like an hour and a half. We go 90 minutes without LeBron, and we get in some trouble. So he made a bunch of waves. You were at the All-Star game, Rob. He made a bunch of waves over the All-Star break. He talked to the Athletic and is openly flirting with going back to play in Cleveland for the third time. And he also admitted that he's interested in playing with his son. This is what I've heard for years, that the plan was he's going to keep playing until Bronny is in the NBA, no matter where Bronny James end up. So you, you you can imagine LeBron James wearing a Sacramento Kings uniform, an Oklahoma City Thunder uniform, like the most outrageous, it it doesn't fit, Pistons, you name anything. Joel's all excited, our engineer, he's all excited about that. But literally anywhere in the NBA, and the other thing that I learned, which I was blown away by, is that Bronny James, is even though he's the spawn of LeBron, is not thought of as a first-round pick in the NBA. He's projected as a second-round pick. Well, there's, no, there's no way he goes in the second round. He's going to be drafting the first round. because Oh, I don't think it's automatic. They say, and I, Chris Bouchard was sharing this the other day, and said he's ranked 34th in his junior class. Thirty, Not like 34th of all the players in the country or, you know, doesn't matter the age or class or whatever. 34th amongst juniors. Yeah. That's not an automatic first round pick 
even being LeBron James's kid, he's only 6'3". Now, unless he grows, Ben, the next couple of years, but right now he's 6'3". He's not a big guy. Yeah. So I will bet you right now, uh, chicken wings or burgers, let's do or it. Whatever you want, he is drafted in the first round. He not a lottery pick, but at the end of the first round because the name James and and knowing you're getting a package deal, you know, if you're drafting 27th in the first round and you're going to draft somebody who might not make it, and you're going to draft another guy who might not make it, and the guy that it has the name James at the end is cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. He's going to be drafted higher than he should be. I say he does end up in the first round. Okay. Because it's a package deal. It's done. And if I was a team president, GM, or owner, I would stay clear of the James gang. I, I just would. Because you have a chance of alienating other teammates, especially if the kid isn't great on his own. It would be one thing when Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey played in Seattle. Jr. was a star. So his dad being an add-on as a bench player and a left-handed bat off the bench, that's a layup. That's easy to do. But if you're telling me that uh, Bronny isn't that good and he's going to come and now he's not playing, now you got to deal with LeBron, and if you're playing him because he's got a, uh, the right last name, then you got the rest of the team saying, well, what is this? This doesn't make any sense. Dude, it could be a headache if Bronny's not a star in his own right. If you're just doing it, people aren't going to buy tickets to watch Bronny Sit on the bench. And, well, they will. They will buy tickets to They'll buy tickets to watch LeBron at, you know, at year age 22? forty something. Yes, yes. It doesn't matter. Michael Jordan was playing at the end when he retired. Then he came back with the Washington uh, Bullets, and then I guess they became the Wizards when he was there, or whatever. But he Wizards was in Washington, and he played there, and he was kind of you know long in the. Yeah, how many playoffs did they make in those two years? I'll yeah, wait. But how many tickets did they sell? I remember just, when, the, the, when Washington about came in, 22. it was a big deal. Year I, 22 I agree with you, but think of it from a business standpoint. If you are Oklahoma City, you are a, you're a bunch of nobodies, and you, you get Bronny James with one of these million first-round picks, let's just do hypothetical, and then you add LeBron onto that, and suddenly you're you're on TNT every week. You know you're on the ESPN. You're on all the the big networks for games of the week because you have those guys on the team. You're no longer marginalized as a nobody, and that that has that has ben, some cachet. That doesn't work if he can't play. That that's all I'm saying. If he's a star in his own right, then that then then you're right. Then then they'll be knocking down the door to make it happen. I'm just saying at this point. He isn't that guy where people are salivating like, I can't wait to to draft Bronny. I mean, LeBron has put this out there on All-Star Weekend in Cleveland because he's trying to, to boost up his kid's chances. He knows where his kid is. He... This this is a ploy. You you're, you're buying into it. Well, yes, because I believe I believe it's going to work. You wouldn't have to I, I, sell I don't think that. You're wrong. Why would you? Have I don't to think sell you're that? wrong, Rob. I I don't think you're wrong. But I believe it will work. I believe this is absolutely the way big business, and this is all big business. This is how Lonzo sports. Ball became the second pick of of the NBA draft. If they redid that draft, and that doesn't mean that Lonzo there's no place for him in the league, but he wasn't the second pick. His dad talked up a big game. Right? Trick Magic yeah. Johnson and the Lakers into taking him number two because they were afraid that if they didn't take him and this guy was making such a stink about his kid, 
they would look terrible if he did become that star and did it work in L.A.? Remember? Oh, his jersey's going to be in the rafters uh, next to mine. Magic, do you remember all that? Oh, I do. Listen, but that's what the draft is. I'm, I'm anti-draft, Rob. I've gone. I, I have done a 180. When I was younger, I loved all drafts. I, you were a military I guy. To the military No? Okay, no. Yeah, well, the military draft. draft. But no, the exaggeration <laughs> that takes place, the weasel words. Like every year, this guy, these guys are all compared to legends of the game and all that stuff. And I, at some point, I finally reached my breaking point. I was like, ah, no. Uh, I'm out of this. I mean, I still pay attention to the draft because we have to because of our jobs and stuff, but I don't buy 99% of the puffery about draft picks. But I do buy the fact that it's show business and that theatrics are part of it. And, uh, hey, I love LeVar Ball when he was doing his thing a couple years ago. He is really – we haven't heard from him much at all, right? He's not gotten a lot of attention the last – No, not, not at and all. And let his yeah. kids play, you know what I mean? And, and, and uh, that's all you need to do. He did a great job as a dad to get three of them uh, college scholarships and two of the kids are in the NBA. Yeah. No, but I thought he was great when he was doing all the media stuff. I, I thought, you know, he had big, big hot takes. It was good for a while, and... but it, it, got, it got tired that he's better than Michael Jordan and Lonzo's <laughs> better than Michael Jordan. Like, how many times can you say that before you go, uh, okay. Oh, we lo- we lo- I love a good loud mouth. He was out there and, uh, you know, he was over overstating things, but I enjoyed his, uh, his overstatements. Uh, I did. And now, as far as LeBron, there's some other things here. Uh, everything related to what happened over the All-Star break, which is still going on here. When are they getting back yeah, to play? Is tomorrow to they're going to get back Thursday. and play tomorrow? In the I know. NBA? Yeah. It's right. a long break. I was in Cleveland for the weekend. Um, it was pretty amazing. And the one thing that I did notice, Ben, and I don't know how much of it you saw, but it was LeBron's in Cleveland, right? He's from Akron. He's the local native son. Yeah. And he's talking about coming back to Cleveland, maybe, and, and all the other stuff that went on. And he did win that city it's first championship in 52 years. So a lot of, you got a lot of equity in that place. Who got the biggest applause and ovation when push came to shove? It was MJ. It was Jordan. It was not LeBron. Contrary to his belief that he's the greatest player who ever played basketball. On a scale of one to 10, how upset do you think LeBron was behind the scenes there? When he, uh, back, he couldn't uh, have been that happy because I think yeah. that that's just another. You know, reminder that, you know, you might believe you are, but most other people don't. Well, you saw the quote from, I think it was Rich Paul. It was like, well, LeBron and Jordan both had very difficult roads, and he was comparing those two guys. And I went on a rant on the on my show, the Overnight Show, I was ranting about that. Because, like, Jordan, it's it, he, the fact that he rose up, it was obviously a different time. It's much different when LeBron came on the scene in the in the 2000s then as opposed to Jordan back in the you know the early, early 80s late you know he played high school ball in the 70s and the 80s and whatnot and, and working his way up but uh it's it's not it's not anywhere the same M- Michael Jordan is this whole Nike Jordan relationship and where that's at with the Jordan brand that's like totally next level and but Jordan, the other thing I'm going to talk about the dunk contest later. But Jordan, that really rose him up the ranks. The dunk contest, no doubt. That. He did and, it three times, Ben. And you're yeah. right. There's no doubt about it. We will yeah, I remember that. watching that. We'll get into that later. But as far as LeBron, just in general here. Now, me and you share a same disdain uh, for uh, the Lakers in many ways. Here, I think we do. Uh, we're on the same page on that. But the word is LeBron is already behind the scenes looking elsewhere. He's got a wandering eye 
And the Lakers have a losing record right now. The roster is broken, it would appear. And so if the tea leaves are right here, and I am a distant relative of Nostradamus and I'm a friend of Nostradamus. So oh, if, is that right? Didn't yes. That. Nostradamus lives in Seattle, actually. I met him in a, an appearance a couple years ago. So if LeBron has two and a half months to go, because the NBA got the rest of February, which is actually not even a half a month. There's only a few right, days it's, it's left. It's like seven weeks left of the regular right, season. So seven weeks as a Laker. And then he's going to strong arm his way, because he's under contract next year, so he has to be traded. He's got another year on his contract. And we, we've seen this before, Rob. We saw you know, when, the, when the roster, he, he realized in Cleveland that things weren't going the right way there. The first time he, he ended up uh, hitting the eject button, went to Miami. And then when the Heat roster got a little long in the tooth and he saw that wasn't going the direction he wanted, he took off from there, went back to Cleveland because they they got Kyrie Irving and they had they traded for Kevin Love at right. his behest and all that. So this Laker roster that he – I believe he's put together. I think he's the one that the puppet master behind the scenes here. It is deficient. So he's looking around here. And so if this is it and this Laker team's not winning anything this year – what letter grade would you give LeBron James for his tenure? Because I'll go first. I would give him a D minus. He's in year wow, four. A D minus, a even D with minus. the championship. You are bogus a tough championship. Grader. Bogus championship. Bogus championship. Mickey Mouse in the bubble. That that's the only way he he was going to win with the Lakers, and nobody saw that coming. Obviously, who sees a pandemic coming? They had four months off. Four months for LeBron to rest. But more importantly. For Anthony Davis, the the very brittle big man for the Lakers to rest up. And uh, unless there's another four-month gap before the NBA playoffs this year, they're not winning anything. So uh, I give him a D-. What, what would you give him, Rob? I, I would say a C. I'm not going to poo-poo the championship, even though I get it. The bubble championship, the trophy had Mickey Mouse ears on it, but it counts, right? He has four championships. But uh, when you really look at the first year, if you remember uh, – you know, everybody. They were in the lot. They were the lottery. Year one, they were a lottery team. They had a losing record. Right. They didn't one. make the playoffs. And, and, and also remember, Rob. Remember when he came to the Lakers? They had all. They had sucked for years. The Lakers. They had all those number two picks, and they had all these. Right. They were. They had. They had made the playoffs five straight years, and then LeBron came, and then they didn't make the playoffs again. Yeah, and he and thought. But I, I'm convinced LeBron thought he was going to be able to play with those young guys when he got oh, there. He did. I, and it didn't work out. It, it just didn't click. And, and so they were in the lottery. Then they won the bogus, I call it bogus, Mickey Mouse championship because they had four months off and they played in Orlando that did help. no fans. Uh, that did help both of those guys, like uh, health-wise. And Anthony Davis played great in the bubble. He just he did. did. He, he played, played wonderful. He played and great. No fans. No, you know, you know, Rob covering the NBA, right? You go on the road in a big game yep. six, game seven. The you know, crowd's going nuts against you. It's a hostile environment. You had none of that. At the resort in Orlando. And then this year, the Lakers, or, or last year, year three, they were a first-round elimination by the Suns, the Lakers, in the playoffs. And now they have a losing record this year. Yeah, we're, I would we're say, 70% I would definitely in. say it's a C, uh, not clearly nearly what people had anticipated or hoped uh, as GM and F. I mean, he's put together, I call him the Dr. Frankenstein of the NBA because he's put this monster together. Everybody and their uncle, Ben, Uncle Ben, very nice. Everybody and their, and their <laughs> uncle knew that, that Westbrook wasn't a fit. Everybody knew it. Everybody. Buddy Heel was a better fit. 
and he didn't have a big enough name, right, to play in L.A. and people to be <clears throat> jacked up about them getting him. And this should come as no surprise that, that this doesn't fit. And then when you're top-heavy and you pay, you know, the, the, the three guys, the money you're paying, you have no depth, you have an older team, and if anything goes wrong, like injuries or whatever, you're, you're screwed. And that's where we are. Even with the numbers LeBron's putting up this year, they don't impact winning, Ben. Yeah. They, he can score 30 points, 39 and 8, and they lose. Well, he does have a little Brady vibe to him, though, as far as his individual numbers this year. Because the stats, if you're just a stat guy, right? then you're like, oh, what you, you can't rip LeBron. His stats are amazing. At, at his age, they are. What happened? When we were, when we were kids, Rob, but these guys would get old, they would stink. You know, as they got older, and these you know, the last couple of years, uh, what is what's in weird. the water? I don't know. I'm just asking. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm, I don't know I don't what's know. going on. But Tom Brady and Aaron, and Le- LeBron, I mean, these guys uh, are continuing to uh, dominate uh, statistically, anyway, in their older age. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Search FSR to listen live. Yeah, if you want to come on, Rob, the overnight show, and uh, I can I can set that up. I can make that happen. Yeah, we could do on that one night yeah. for sure. Why not? I'll definitely come yeah. on and, and chop it up and have your your uh, militia attack me. I'm sure they will. And we could do a we Well, could no, do you a blocked all of, of them, Rob. What are you talking about? You blocked everybody in the militia. There's no one left. <laughs> hey, you it's know a block what? party. <laughs> it is a block party. I don't know if Joel can't find our song. We have a song that we made. Yeah. For 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 me blocking Joel. I don't know if you can find that in our folder, but it's uh it's my Twitter and I'll block if I want to is the name So what of the is song. the criteria? Let me I want to get in the mind of Rob Parker. Like what is the criteria here? Cuz I now I also am on social media. People are very rude on social media. There's a lot of a-holes on there. What yes. I do though is I mute people. That okay, way so they So you don't block them. You just mute them so that yeah, they don't yeah, know like, Exactly. That way it's like undercover. And they to me, what you're doing, Rob, a lot of people wear this as a badge of honor to be blocked by the great Rob Parker, that this is a thing of honor to them. And I would advise you try the mute button. Yeah. I would recommend. But you, you are notorious for blocking people, even people I, that work for the company, <laughs> Rob. You have no no mercy for even people that work here at our company. I, you still I block them. I blocked Doug Gottlieb. He wasn't happy about it. What did Gottlieb <laughs> say to annoy you? What could he no, have said? You know it? what? It, it's a couple things that'll get you blocked. Okay. One thing that'll get you blocked is if you put words in my mouth, say I said something that I didn't say. Okay. Okay. Like, All right. So so that'll get you blocked. Gotcha. Uh, if uh, we're talking about. Uh, the topic is Aaron Rodgers, and you talk about Tom Brady, you will get blocked because we're not. That's not what we're. T- if you want to comment on what we're t- or what I'm talking about or my take, Ben, that's fine. But yeah. if you want to bring something up that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, and you go back to some old take or you want to rehash stuff from before, I'm not interested in that. And I want you to know that you're blocked, and you can wear it as a badge of honor. But I'm going to take the uh, – and, and then, you know, they hit up other people. They hit up Chris Broussard and say, hey, Rob, block me. Or guys will go to my Instagram and say, why'd you block me? Unblock me. 
I yeah. want you to know you got blocked. I don't no, I'm want getting, you to I'm think getting that. those messages, Rob. You know, when I announced I was filling in and on for the Dan Patrick show with you, and people were like, "Oh, can you? Hey, can you know Terry in England who's listening right now in the UK? He said, hey, can you? Uh, can you tell Rob to unblock me? Uh, and then like, I've got like four or five other people here that you blocked for random reasons. So, hey, let Rob know though. I don't know why he blocked me. And, and, uh, and, I, I and be, you know I'm what? Cool like with kid. Doug, you want, Doug after the Super Bowl, he had some tweet or something. Check on Rob, or I don't know what it was. It was some. Yeah. about that and my only point was a Doug has his own three hours he does his own deal right yeah and had Matthew Stafford lost the game would Doug have gone on Twitter and said Rob is right oh he called it he nailed it what would that tweet have come uh, probably not okay so now you didn't get up did you get upset with me though because I I know me and you it, had a go me and you yeah. have had a back and forth okay with this. have yeah. we not no, we did, and I stole. You oh. have a famous line uh, about uh, cheese and uh, so right. quiet and whatnot. And I stole your line as a no, tribute, no, no. as an homage but, but we, to you. But we've had a back and forth over this, yeah. haven't we? Richard? We have. You've, okay. We talked uh, not just on the radio, but we've talked off the air about off Stafford. the air about it. Right. We've had this, conversations. That's you, my uh, we've point. Back, is that we have yeah. a history on where yeah. it is, and when people come out of nowhere, and I just was like, I. You know, you know, Ben, how you do this. You could do this. I've done it for 36 years. And, and you know, if you don't, I remember, let me just say this real quick and we'll get into where we want to go with this dunk yeah, contest. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. But I had a boss at the Detroit News when I was a columnist there. Calls me up one day, Ben, and he said, ah, you know, I got this co- uh, email from somebody and, you know, basically he was trashing me in my column. So I told this, this is the executive editor, big boss of the paper. And I said, man, I wish I could take this phone call and what you're telling me, you know, seriously, but I take it with a grain of salt. And he was like taken aback. Like, what are you saying? What do you mean? And I said, I've worked at the paper for nine years. Not one time have you ever called me up when someone wrote a nice letter to you about what a great columnist I am or what a great column Rob wrote. (laughs) So for you to hit me up on something where somebody is criticizing me, I don't buy into it. Do you, do you see Ben? No, listen, I agree, but that's human nature. So on Twitter, if you never hit me up to tell me, Rob, you nailed that or man, you had some insight. Boy, was that a great take and you were spot on. If you don't hit me up, then don't hit me up. When things when I'm wrong on a take, because it's just not going to register with me. That's Rob right. Parker. And you know as well as anybody. Here it is, Ben. Oh, there it is. I'll block if I want to. Block if I want to. Block <laughs> if I want to. You would block too if they tried to diss you. <laughs> Rob Parker. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Rob. That's how I say. So anyway, uh, that is the uh, a little Leslie been, Gore. It's my party. That's I like it. From. I like it. If you've been blocked by Rob, don't don't stop sending me messages. I. Uh, it, now, now, Rob, let me ask you, is, is there a, a price point to unblock people? Is there a strategy? If somebody came and offered you a couple bucks, would you unblock them? Uh, no. You Once you're blocked, you're blocked. Just All right, that's on. it. Okay. It's over. I was blocked by William Shatner for years. We had on the overnight show. We so had, he didn't want to beam you up, apparently, huh? Well, we had a disagreement. It, it's a long story, and if I tell it on the Dan Patrick show, I'll never be invited back on the Dan Patrick show. But uh, William Shatner, I, we had a mutual friend. And so I was tagged in some tweets that Shatner responded to. 
And he started responding to me, not realizing he was responding to me because he wasn't that good at Twitter. Anyway, one thing led to another. And then so I, I pretended on the overnight show, I was like, we're, we're good friends because he was sending me tweets. William Shatner, Star Trek, you know, the legend. Right. And uh, he started getting upset. And then he, he blocked me. And then he, he, was, he literally blocked everyone associated with the show. In fact, Bob Garrett, wrong button Bob, your producer who's producing yes. this edition of the Dan Rob Patrick G. Show is blocked by William Shatner. He is collateral damage to what happened back in that incident. And But somebody, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because a, a listener, and I don't even know it was a listener of mine, uh, paid money to have me unblocked. Shatner had an auction on his website, <laughs> and somebody paid money to have me unblocked by Shatner. Unbelievable. So, so there's a way to make money, Rob, if you want down the line. You yeah, can have, I'm, I'm going to pass. Yeah. If you got blocked, just take the L and move on and, and follow somebody else.